You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and I'm delighted to be able to reconnect with Sarika Richards. And it's been a number of years since Sarika and I had a chat on air. And I think, if I recall, Sarika was still in New York at that stage and had um, just released I Heart New York and was getting fantastic reception. And Sarika has since relocated back to Ireland. And her career has really taken off. And during uh, lockdown, she provo- uh, released uh, a number of singles, but also put out first prize, Bravery. And that album um, got way up there. I think it may have been one number one or number two of the albums for a period of time. Uh, congratulations on that, Sarah. It's brilliant to be Thank back you. with you. And <laughs> Thanks for having me. The reason that we're chatting today is because you're going to come to Canada on your first gig. And that's happening on the 8th of March. The 8th in, of March in Toronto. In Toronto at the Drake. And that's on Queen Street and it's at 7 p.m. So we'll get all the, the housekeeping out there as well. But, <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll give it at the end as well. And then you go down to the U.S. for a few gigs down there. But the important gig is the opening gig in Canada. Welcome and congratulations. Thank you, Austin. <laughs> so uh, since you and I talked last, you've had... Um, You've been an overnight success in how many years? Yeah, in a a couple of years. That was that was a good while ago. I was trying to remember when that was. I remember, uh, I remember doing that interview. I remember the apartment where I lived in at the time. Um, but I lived I lived in another apartment after that for like another couple of years or something in New York. So it must have been. Wonder was I still in college when we even did that one? I can't remember. I don't know, but you were working with the record company at that stage in a reception. Oh, I was interning. Yeah, I was interning with Domino Records in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was whenever that period was. So it's a a while back. It is a while, yeah. And interesting enough, it was that um, I Heart New York was as a result, was it was uh, adopted because of Hurricane Sandy, was That was a weird, so the, the song was like a little sort of, I used to in, in my dorm. I would like rec- I've got a, a mic that cost me about a hundred quid, and um, I spent ages just rec- recording loads of sort of de- like now I would call them demos, but at the time I was trying to like flog them as official singles, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, that one I, I I had written that one a bit before it, but it end up it, it ended up being used in a, in a sort of campaign like um, to raise money for Hurricane Sandy relief. Um, I guess it was a fitting, a fitting team song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but since then, say so you're you're now back in Ireland. You're back in. I'm back Dublin, in Ireland. Yeah. And um, you got your album out there, first prize bravery. Uh, yeah, first prize bravery. That was in 2019. So I came home in, in 2017. Um, after being in New York for eight years, right. and then I put that album out the end of 2019. Um. Had sort of like some of the songs were some that I had been stored, recorded bits of or written and stuff while I was still in New York. Recorded most of it in 2018 and then it came out in 2019. But then obviously we got got to tour it for about six months or so and then nothing at all for <laughs> for you know a, a year and a half or however long. Um, but yeah, that was I don't know. It was m- moving home. I think was was kind of like I started working with an, I, I changed management I started working with Irish management and an Irish record label and um started playing with an Irish band and um which is obviously why I haven't haven't been over in in <laughs> in Canada it's a little bit further away than New York but um yeah no it's it's been it's been a busy few years but a good few years 
And during COVID, you didn't idle yourself. You were very busy. And uh, you put music out at that time as well. I did, yeah. I put out a little kind of EP called, which was called Isolation Home Recordings, which is like a kind of reinterpretation of some of my own, like some of the songs from the album and stuff. Honestly, just as a way to not lose my mind through boredom. You know, I had lots of lots of gigs planned. Um, was supposed to be on tour, and then obviously that was all cancelled. And so, um, I just wanted something to do <laughs> that I could get up and and not kind of watch the clock for the day. Um. So I put that out and I did, I did a, like, I did a, like, started working, did a few songs with a guy called James Vincent McMorrow. Um, there was a point where we could sort of start going to the studio again and like, you know, groups of like four or like five people or whatever. And so I started doing quite a bit of writing with other people. But then the bulk of what I did during the lockdown was make, was write and record a new album. And um, when, when, when when Ireland did open up and there was the first, I think it was the first gig. You were the opening act. Oh yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. I know there had been there had been no shows in the country. That was for about a, a over a year, a year and three months or something. Yeah. And then there was so so there was kind of like a a deal that was brokered where where the government said, okay, we'll we'll do this kind of inaugural gig in the Ivy Gardens, and. It was like a pilot, a pilot gig or whatever. And so, yeah, my manager called. It was, I think it was the gig was going to be on the Thursday, and I must have got a call on a week earlier or something. Um, which was great, just because I, I meant like like I hadn't played a show for well over well, probably a year and a half at that point. hadn't like hadn't seen some of my bandmates in a very long time. Obviously, mm-hmm. I hadn't been able to pay them. Um, so. Yeah, that was it. Was an odd way <laughs> to re-enter the live music world, but I was very grateful for that gig for all of those reasons. So effectively, you broke the you 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 re-established the gig industry. I did, I did. I broke the silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, what have you been working on that you're bringing on tour with in this this situation? So, I put an album out. Like, I put an album out in September. Um, just gone called Smiling Like an Idiot, yes. um, which is my second album. So, um, have like I was, I did a, a European tour and some Irish shows and stuff. Um, and played a couple of festivals and things with that since it came out. But, um, th- this, this tour is kind of those songs and, and first prize bravery songs and a handful of earlier ones as well. Right. I think, right. you know, cause it's like my first US headline tour properly like North American headline tour I should say um it means it sort of feels like I'm touring everything <laughs> like touring the whole catalog in a way yeah um but yeah it's a, a kind of a combination of those so I'm I'm really excited for it and um I know you had the European tour recently how did that go for you it was great really good um I had been out on a, on a European like a few support tours um did some shows with villagers in the Netherlands and Germany at the start of the summer. Um, where else was I? Did I done 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 like a, a few a few things in the UK as well? But we did like a, co- a couple of weeks in the UK and Germany and the Netherlands. Um, and they were actually really really nice tour. It was sometimes you, there's always one like one show along the way that's that's like you know <laughs> the, the dud or something. 
they, right. but they're, they're, they're actually there wasn't on, on that tour it was it was really fun we did it myself my drummer and my uh my bass player joe the three of us we did we were in a van for for the bulk of it around around europe it was good and as i recall you did that van tour around ireland Oh yeah, Circus Rock and Road Trip. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the week the week my album came out, um, me and three of my friends rented a, a camper van, and we went. We started in Dublin. We we basically just threw like had a record release party every night for for the whole week. So we were, we started in Dublin, then we went we went to a record store in Kilkenny, and then we went to a little cafe in Wexford. We came down to Dingle in Kerry. We went to a bookshop in Cork. We went to Galway. Kind of went anywhere that would have me. We went to right. um, a lovely place in Ennis Diamond in, in Clare. And we kind of like the, all the show, we put, put, put on a, a show every night, but the shows were all free. And the, the yeah. idea was just so people would come down and buy and buy the album. I think it was because pre, like when I put out, it had just been so long since I felt like I could be fully in control of, you know, releasing music and having and having real control about what happens when you do that, you know, because like I spent a year announcing and rescheduling a tour, <laughs> so I it was kind of like me, me and my my managers we were like, let's do something that's very fun, that is very in you know in in the real world and not mm-hmm. doesn't have me sat beside my sat behind my laptop for, for a week, you know. Um, it was brilliant. I I actually loved it. I would I would I mean it was <laughs> I was pretty tired by the time we got home. None of us had ever done the camper van thing before, so we were we definitely uh, I think learned a few lessons along the way about what not to do. But um, it was it was really great fun. I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, I remember also. Well, the great thing about the camper van is you actually get to see Ireland. You and, do, yeah. And and the the fantastic as you say, it brings us somewhere like Ennis Diamond, which you probably oh, may beautiful. not have got. But uh, you have uh, you were back at other voices this year, were you? I played other voices, yeah, in in the church in um in December, yeah. which was yeah. long been one of my like bucket list <laughs> things to do. Uh which it was so it was so surreal to do it, you know, I feel like that gig I I've I've watched it on telly so yeah. for so, so many years and then to be Doing it yourself is all, all of a sudden very kind of just odd, almost. Right. Like right. You, you feel like you're in a bit of a dream. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, the other one, and I should have mentioned it earlier, was I was conscious during COVID. You did that gig in um, Wheelands, wasn't it? Um, yeah, the Courage one. Yeah, and and yeah. I know you you kind of said it, you felt it very strange that you had all the cameras, you had all the gear, you had all the light, <laughs> and not a soul to be seen. Yeah, it was, that was also, that, I think that was in April of 2020. So like, I remember I was, I was, went and li- I lived with my parents for the bulk of the lockdown and my dad like drove me into Whelan's in the middle of the day and we had to get like a letter from the government, you know, to bypass any of the police, the, yeah. the guard, the checkpoints and all of that. And then I went in and there was like, I played, I played to a camera crew, you know, yeah. um, which I ended up doing quite a few times over the course of that year. But I, that was the first time I had done it and it was totally live. And it was really strange because I still had all of those like pre-gig nerves <laughs> and, I, and the kind of post the post gig, like slight adrenaline rush and all of that. Um, but the weird thing about that one actually was a few days before I had gone out, I'd taken a, a bike out of the shed, which had been in the shed for like five years and no one had 
being on it. And me and my sister were like what cycling around where we where we were living with my parents and um the I I fell off my bike and broke my arm. But I didn't I didn't want to go to the hospital because I knew I had this gig coming up a couple of days later. So I was I was really willing myself, you know, for it to be fine. Um but it was it, it wasn't. Then I remember watching that on telly, and I was like, I'd have broken arm doing that. <laughs> not that you would have known. That, is, that in itself is the title of an album. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, I was so desperate to do a gig though that I was just like, I can't. Like this is the worst. I'd never broken a bone in my life, and I was like, this is the worst possible time for this yeah. to happen. So, Sarka, so, if anyone wants to get tickets, it best go to your own website, sarkarichardson.com. Sarkarichardson.com, yeah. Um, and we should spell we should spell that. That's S O R C H A, is Sarka. So I'll repeat S O R C H A Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com, and you'll get links there. You can buy them. It's the ninth uh, of March at seven p.m. The eighth of March. Uh, or the eighth of March. Sorry, at uh, eight, <laughs> yeah, eighth of March, seven p.m. at the Drake yeah. on Queen Street in Toronto. And uh, Sarah, it's been fantastic reconnecting with you. Thanks so much, Austin. I really appreciate it. So, Sarah, what piece of music are we going to share? Uh, this is a song from my album. It's called Jackpot. Thanks a million, Sarah.